we're glad to be sharing the ministry of Redemption Church with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Yeah. Excellent. My name is Chris Fluitt, and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christ has come, and we should rejoice all about it. I'm glad to share the Word of God with you today. Everybody watching, listening online, we haven't forgotten about you. We're so glad that you are with us. I've got to remind you, we ought to have like sirens going off here. We ought to have big lights. What, is, what am I warning you about? You have seven days. You have seven days. Parents, you have seven days. It is clicking, that ticking time bomb, that doom day. That seven days from today will be Christmas Day. Are you ready? No, yeah, we're like, oh, God. <laughs> but don't run out of here, okay, like while I'm preaching. All right, I'm actually going to, I forgot. I'm going to come down here today and be with y'all. All right, excellent. You know, we had all kinds of hectic stuff happening. Anybody have hectic stuff happening in your life? Yeah, that, it's not just you. It's your church. We had trouble with lights, like weird lighting stuff. So I'm going to come right here, all right? I, I can pull you to the altar today if I need to. All right. I'm glad that everybody's here, <laughs> and I'm glad that, that even though the world is hectic, there is still a simple truth that we can get a hold of. We have hectic thoughts going on in our minds right now, but for the next moments, I want us to all just take a breath. I want us to calm down. I want you for a moment not to think about the thing that you need to do. Just relax, relax, relax. Look, somebody say, relax. We feel like this season has just become far too noisy, far too complex, far too hectic, sorrowful this season. And we're suggesting this year that you just make it a simple choice. It is keep it simple season. We're just going to keep it simple. It's all about Jesus. The last two Sundays we've talked about a simple peace. And a simple joy. We've also made sure you know. We've pointed to this fact. That the original Christmas story. Was not simple. That original Christmas story was complex. It was hectic. It was noisy. When things are not simple. I want to tell you. There is still a simple peace. And joy. That you can find in God. Who knows that's true. That's true. If you don't know that's true. I want you to know it today. And if you've forgotten that's true, I want to remind you of that today. When things are not simple, there's still a simple peace and joy we can find in the Lord. There is a point here that needs to be taught from the original Christmas story. You can be in God's perfect will and still experience hardship. Now take a minute. This Christmas story, they are absolutely in God's perfect will. Don't you agree? And it's still not easy. Sometimes God's perfect will feels far from perfect. I ought to get a lot of amens on that one. Yeah, sometimes God's perfect will is, feels far from perfect. Mary and Joseph were 100% in the perfect will of God. But the hectic hardships they had faced that made them wonder if they were even in God's will. I relate to that. Let me speak to the one who is really going through a hard time. Whoever you are, I want to speak to you. Perhaps you are in God's will. 
Perhaps you're absolutely where you're supposed to be in this season. This is exactly where you're supposed to be. Perhaps God's will is not thwarted by the temporary hardship that you are facing. Receive that. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of blessing. Is that what it says? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of good stuff. Even though I walk through the valley of quickly answered prayers. No, somebody help me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Oh, sometimes you just need to look up to heaven in faith. In, in, in spite of the fact there's a bunch of stuff breathing down your neck. You need to look up at heaven and say, you are with me. God, you're still with me, and I believe that. And you can sometimes you have to say that by faith. To the one who's in the middle of complex and hectic season, I bring you the best news that God is still with you. He's not walked out that door. He is right there with you. If you came to hear a sermon that re resembles a perfect hallmark greeting card about how merry and bright the Christmas season is. I'm really sorry today. I'm going to let you down. I'm, I don't have that perfect Christmas Hallmark. They have Hallmark movies now. And if you're a guy, uh, women, ladies, ladies, please don't make your husband watch that. Please don't make him watch that, okay? That's for you guys. It's not your bad. But, but if you're looking for one of these little little sappy, sweet little, oh, it's merry and bright, and let's, let's talk about the Christmas tree and the five points that you can learn from Christmas and you wrap it in tinsel and put lights on it. No, we don't have anything like that. Nothing like that today. But if you, however, came today with heartache, if you came with questions, if you came with doubt, if you came with weariness, then I got good news. I think I've got the exact sermon you need to hear today. I'm going to entitle this sermon, Find Your Why. Can you see those two words with me? Find Your Why. And I feel led to pray. Would you bow your heads? Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the word that you've given us. Lord, I pray, Lord, for every heart, that every heart would prepare you Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that those watching and listening online would feel your presence as well as those in this room and that we would get a glimpse of your real, perfect, wonderful will for us. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. amen. Find your why. I want to tell you this, that, that people can face any hardship if they have a reason and a purpose in facing it. Who agrees with me? Absolutely. If you can find your cause, then you can find your motivation to face down any hardship. You know the Bible is filled with this, right? Moses looks at these people and says, there is, there's this people, they're my people, and I'm, I'm ready to face anything in order to help them. There's a little shepherd boy, his name's David, and what's out in the middle of the field one day? 
but a giant. But he looks around, he says, is there not a cause? Is there, there's a reason that we need to go in, into battle and face it. It's all throughout the Bible, this understanding that, that if you have a reason, if you have a purpose, then you can probably go through any trial, any fire, any you're going through something really difficult, you need to find your why. If you're preparing to go through something that's not easy, some of you have something in the future not easy. Some of you even have like uh, a New Year's resolution. You're like, oh my gosh, that's going to be really hard. Listen up. You can do it, but before you get to it, you need to find your why. If you are in debt and you're going to embark on the Difficult and slow climb of paying off credit card loans and bills. You need to identify why it matters. Here's some reasons why. Your why could be financial freedom and flexibility. Your why could be a life with less stress and more financial margin. Your why could be a more meaningful life. Can you imagine how meaningful your life would be if a small portion, everyone said small portion, of, of small portion of your money, instead of sending it to a debt collection agency, you were sending it to hurting people and worldwide missions. Don't you agree? That would, man, that is a beautiful why. And if you can get a hold of that why and that great big cause and that great big purpose, I bet you can weather the storm. You can make it all the way through to the end. Who do you believe? If you're trying to get in shape, lose weight, you need a why. Your why could be that you want to live longer. You don't want to drop dead very soon. You, that you've, got, you've got a family and you want to walk much further with them. And not only that, not only a longer life, a more fulfilling life. A life where you have the energy to go out and do these things. A life where you aren't always tired and hurting have more years with those that you love, to have the strength and vitality to do more for others, to make a difference. Man, that's a beautiful why. I'm telling you, you're going to need that why when you're on that treadmill. You're going to need that why. Maybe you're in the midst of a hardship. Maybe life is asking a lot from you. You are not alone. Maybe you have a loved one who's experiencing medical issues, and it is emotionally, physically, and spiritually draining for you, and you're not even the one with the medical condition. Maybe it is pulling you apart. I want to tell you, you better find your why. If you want to be strong for them, be strong for them. That's a good why. You don't want to give up. You don't want them to give up, so you better not give up. That's, that's a great why. We're going to get past the fear of this situation and start immediately living a fulfilled life. Guess what? You don't have to wait for the doctor to say, you've got a clean bill of health to start living that fulfilled life. You can start today, and that's a great why. Somebody say, that's a good why. Perhaps you have relationship struggles that are ripping you and your family apart. Your heart hurts over this man. Heart pain 
That is terrible pain. Perhaps you, you have to be in a room this holiday season with people who have hurt you in some way. And there's all kinds of hurt. Why are you going to be in that room? You need to have your why. There, first, there might not be a why in some situations. There's some people that have hurt you, and there is not a why for you to be in that room. Maybe you should not be there. there that, that does exist. You need to have the wisdom. Sometimes there's no why on those things. But there are some situations where you, you are called to stand in the gap. You're called, and, and maybe that why is forgiveness. Maybe that wise reconciliation, man, if that is possible, that's a beautiful thing. And through God and through the will of other people surrendering to God, let me tell you, it is possible. It is possible. The why might be that you won't let the past define you. You're just going to move forward and not let what happened so far in the past define you today. I tell you, that's a good why. And so you walk in that room. You need to have that why. And I am telling you, I have walked, before I've walked into rooms, I've said, God, here's what I want to have happen. Please walk in there with me. And you know what? God walked in there with me. God will walk in there with you. Find your why. Jesus in Luke chapter 14, verse 28, tells us that before we set off to build something, we should first sit down. Count the cost. It's in that parable of the half-built tower. Jesus is telling us to stop. Don't just start. Stop, sit down, and find your why. If you're struggling and about to give up or you are about to start something that's going to be difficult today, I ask you to pray that God would reveal to you the why. Let's get back to Christmas here. Because in that original Christmas story, Amber, Joseph and Mary face many hardships. Relationship issues between Joseph and Mary, that was there. A forced trip to Bethlehem because of a tyrannical government, that was there. There was no place to stay. There was gossip and scandal against them. A plot, if that wasn't enough, how about a plot to kill your newborn child? That puts things in perspective, right? I'm going through stuff, but I'm not going through that. Thank you, Lord. A plot to kill Jesus forced that family to leave Israel and go all the way to Egypt. I mean, they were facing some stuff. Joseph and Mary were hit with so much so quickly from so many angles that it would have been impossible to survive all of this if they didn't have a why. Why Christmas? Well, somebody say, why Christmas? Think for a moment about Joseph and Mary's why. What do you think their why was? Think about that in your brain. You don't want to say it out loud, but think about that. What is their why? What is that? I want to submit to you this, this story. An angel shows up to Joseph and tells him why Jesus is so important. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, she will give birth to a son, the archangel Gabriel says, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. 
from my sin. The salvation of all people. Sounds like a pretty big why. Sounds like a big why. Everybody who has ever lived in the past, currently living, or will live, this young man will save them. Is that a big why? Yeah, that's a big why. There is so much scripture that we could dive into that supports this claim. That There is many Old Testament prophecies. There's many writings of the apostles. But I want you to get this. A huge why about this Jesus and how Joseph and Mary went through all this stuff was simply the promise that this was not just an ordinary situation. This was a supernatural situation that God was The man she loves, she's never touched. How will she keep his trust? A baby changes everything. A baby changes everything. And she cries. Oh, she cries. Oh. She has to leave and go far away. Heaven knows she can't stay. A baby changes everything. She can feel he's coming soon. There's no place. And there's no room. A baby changes everything. And she cries. Oh, she cries. Oh, she cries. Shepherds all gather round up above. The star shines down. A baby changes everything. Choirs of angels sing glory to the newborn king a baby changes everything a baby changes everything 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 everything
But now I'm found. A baby changes everything. A baby changes find your why today, you can always find the why in whatever situation. You can always find a why in whatever situation. I have changed some of my habits because a baby changed those habits. I have kept going through difficulty. Why? Because a baby changed those habits. Always. I've altered my priorities and a kid has I've prayed more, I've worshipped more, I've served more because I know little eyes, ears, and hands are the reason why. A baby changes everything. And this is never truer than when God's only begotten son came to earth. Aren't you glad that Joseph and Mary found their It is powerful when someone finds their God. It not only changes their life, it changes lives around them. Our lives were changed today as our worship team comes back up on the stage. I'm about to open this altar for a time of talking to God. Everyone here and everyone connecting online, I want to ask you today, what is your why? Why are you going to reach out to God today? Find your why. God's got it for you. God can reveal it to you and believe it. As you prepare your heart, I need to tell you that a baby named Jesus also had a why. The very final point I want you to see. Because Jesus went through a lot of hardship too, didn't he? Jesus went through so much struggle, isn't that true? He was despised and rejected. He was mocked. They spat upon him. He suffered and he died on a cross. But do we understand why? Why did Jesus come? I want to tell you the last thing. You are why. You are the reason that there is a Christmas story. Not someone else. I'm talking to you. You're the reason why. You are why. You are the focus of God's story. You matter. You are why. It is because God so loved the world, the whole wide world, you too, that he gave his only Begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. There is no telling what God is going to do for you today when you reach out to Jesus. You are so loved by God, and you are God's why. These altars are now open. I'm talking 
real peace. That original Christmas story was complex and hectic. But within all the uncertainty, within all the pain, and within the chaos, they found a simple peace. Can you say simple peace? We won't be long in this sermon. I want your full attention. We're talking about simple peace on this first week. Joseph and Mary found simple peace in their relationship. Somehow, some way, they were together. And we're not told anywhere that they were screaming at each other, Kathy. They never yelled. We don't see that she, she picked up some farming utensil and threw it at Joseph. That's not in the story. They were together. They had simple peace. Now, were there questions? You bet there were questions. There was past hurt. You bet there was past hurt that they had to still get past. But a simple peace is present. I pray that in your home there will be a simple peace that overshadows all the questions and all the hurt of the past. Now listen, there was simple peace, but Joseph and Mary were still in a barn. Those that are feeling bad about their holiday decorations. I bet it's more festive than a barn. I bet you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. Joseph and Mary were still in a barn. Their situation was not ideal, but they were together. They had finished running from each other and wondering how they could hurt each other. And they were together. And you know what? They were together with God. God was with them. The last thing, that was enough. Get that in your heart this holiday season. That it's enough for us to be together. If something doesn't work out, if something doesn't quite fit, you know, it's enough for us to be together. I'm so thankful that we're together and with God. And that's enough. Somebody say, that's enough. What is enough for you today? Are you chasing after the ideal? Are you going to chase after the real? A major part of the Christmas story is fear. As we're drawn to a close, fear is a major part of the Christmas story. You know that? There aren't many Christmas songs that have the word fear in it. But the original Christmas story has the word fear in it four different times. Four times in the story, God tells them through an angel... Do not be afraid. Some translations say, fear not. To Joseph, here's the verse, Matthew 1 and 20. But after he, Joseph, had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And in Luke 1.13, to Zechariah, John the Baptist's father, it says this, but the angel said to Zechariah, do not be afraid, your prayer has been heard, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. To Mary, Luke 1.30 says this, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. 
And finally, to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, verse 10 through 14. By the way, a portion of this is our Bible by heart for this month. I want you to put this in your heart, learn these scriptures. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts, that's angels, appeared with that angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Are you afraid of something right now? I'm going to tell you there is room in this simple Christmas story for everyone that's struggling with fear and uncertainty. In the middle of fear, that's when the Prince of Peace came to us. As I draw a close, our scripture, our, our sermon series is called Simple Christmas. You know, the word simple, what it means, it's haplous in the Greek. And it means single. It means whole. And it means fulfilled. We should have a single focus this season. Singular. That makes it simple. It's just one thing. And we keep that one thing, the one thing. But when we wake up in the morning, that one thing is what we're about. When we're at the store and it's crazy, we're still about the one thing. And when you're with somebody that hurts you and they don't, they're not treating you right, you're still about the one thing. Why not make the one thing Jesus this year? Why not make him the focus this year? Have a simple, a single Christmas this year. Single-mindedly focus on the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. It also means wholeness and fulfillment. So have wholeness and fulfillment this season. If you have wholeness and fulfillment right now in Jesus Christ, then it's not about the gift you open under the tree that's going to make you whole and fulfilled. Nothing else can make us whole and fulfilled. Jesus Christ has already made us whole and fulfilled. And if we're whole and fulfilled, we're not looking everywhere for something to fulfill us. We're not looking for a person, a relationship, a gift, money. We're not looking for those things. Jesus makes us whole and complete. We stand complete in Jesus Christ. I want to invite you tonight in this room and online to come receive the simple peace of Jesus Christ. If you want prayer in this in this For more information about redemption, look us up online at redemption-church.com. We want to hear from you. So be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or even our anonymous question text line at 214-856-0550.